My name is Jack Outway. And I'm Jay Outway. And we welcome you back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. The father-son podcast talking about Dungeons & Dragons stuff. The g- world's greatest role-playing game, as it were. It, it, it probably is. <laughs> I've been yet to convince that there's any other... There are many Quite other great role-playing games, there's, but there's we're not great here. Ones, but the we're never here. We're not really here to talk about that. D&D is kind of international, you know. It's crossed those boundaries where many of the other ones are still sort of trapped in their own little bubbles. And I feel like soon there will come a time where the new generation who's been introduced if, to D&D realizes all the other systems. If if role-playing games had levels, D&D would be level twenty. <laughs> and speaking of levels, we are talking all things leveling up. XP, yeah. milestone, what we prefer, what we've experienced, some information if you don't know. because yeah. we're going to tell you the best way, the only way, <laughs> the one way that you should level up your characters. That is not our goal. Our goal is to make all the options known and let you, you make an informed decision for yourself. You know, Back in the day, nobody, we're an educational podcast nobody ever got to play a level three or higher character because you were <laughs> dead before that could happen. No dungeon would let you live that long. Is that what we're going, what we're leading with, DMs? <laughs> Level three is the cap. No higher. It breaks uh, the game. I had a really fun experience the other night. Uh, started a new campaign. Uh, a friend is running. And uh, in his wisdom, knowing that there is no, um, there's no chance that we're ever going to be able to play an entire campaign all the way to level 20, um, what we have instead is a first, like sort of session zero type style thing, but it wasn't a session zero because it was actually a game, um, where we, where we played a level 20 version of our characters, mm. uh, which was super fun and, uh, let us explore what the character could do potentially at their absolute max, which I think everybody tries to imagine what their character <laughs> would be like then. Um, and let me tell you, it's, it's a bit daunting. Uh, because of course you only have one chance to to play this character yeah. so it was a one shot sort of night uh preparing fighting, for an fighting campaign. yeah fighting uh orcus uh which is actually a pretty awesome fight yeah and From then the lore, if you don't know him read and up then, orcus uh, would be cool. yeah and then some of us died even which was kind of awesome mm. and uh and then we sort of awaken and this is a, the dream that we were having was sort of in the third age of the world and we awaken in the fourth age and so we're maybe like reincarnated versions of our characters or something, but we're back at level one. And so it was sort of like a little bit like having your dessert before having your meal sort of type <laughs> vibe. Um, right. But, you know, it's kind of fun way to do it because that way you don't have a, uh, you, you don't have to like think, oh, I'll never get to play that this character at top level. You did. You, you definitely got a taste of it at that level. True, um, but I feel like it's, it's not the same, you know? I, I want to I want to progress all the way from level 1 to 20 in my campaign, which I think is an unrealistic expectation. I think that you can even see with Critical Role campaign too. They didn't even get to level 20 and they're like the biggest like game actual play out there, Yeah, you know? and I mean truth be told they level incredibly slowly. 
Yes. Not that well, there's not that there's a, a, sure. a right way to do it, except there's a right way to do Given it. Given how much they meet, it's incredibly yeah. slow. You should you should basically level up at the end of every game. <laughs> That's one perspective. Um, so a lot of people criticize Five E um, because it was sort of laid out the idea that you should be able to you know have your players leveling up every three or four sessions, assuming you're playing for like you know three hours a session or something like that, right? right? And and old school people like me were losing their minds. They're like, "Why well, you can't can't possibly level up that fast?" There is, I mean, a lot of factors into how fast somebody's leveling up. If you're actually doling out XP, um, and you continue just to throw, you know, five kobolds at them at a time, you know, no, they're not going to level up very quickly. Um, they're probably also not going to have any chance of dying. So that's good too. But um, I don't know how you play D and D, but that's typically not what we do. We have always escalating you know tension bigger badder monsters things worth more experience points a variety of things maybe giving out experience points for traps uh, or for solving puzzles or for even for random encounters or how i typically have been running my curse of stride campaign where i just have milestones various sort of things across the land story arcs that when they finish them they level up but is every four to five sessions about right i don't know every three to four sessions a lot of criticism out there says, hey, that's the Fast and Furious method. <laughs> and I kind of like that idea of that 5e is designed to be Fast and Furious. And why? Why is 5e designed to be Fast and Furious? Because we know most people will not have a chance to play 300 games with mm. their friends yeah. in character. They will play 20 <laughs> if they're lucky. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and if you're only playing 20... Now it depends. Maybe you're you're in a campaign setting where, like my Curse of Strahd one, where my players won't ever go past ten. Ten, they've reached it already, and they're in the castle, and they're going to fight Strahd. They've come to the end of the campaign. It only goes to level ten, and yeah, they sort of managed to level up on average about every five sessions. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It's true. I mean, I I think it, again, it's it's sort of the campaign style. I mean, I've dm'd a couple of games and i run very different level up styles in my different campaigns like i know your curse of strad one you do it every couple of sessions right but i remember uh, well, in I the ran... very at very the very beginning right. i had them level up like sure, one two sure. three quick because i find Those level one two be, three right, you're gonna fair, die fair enough in a in a setting like that right i mean you imagine things i mean even you can see it in xp how the first few levels come by yeah. real fast 300 things have to slow down 900 2700 right if you're not aware which i'm definitely not because i don't use xp i'm a more of a milestone guy yeah i think it's perhaps more in tune with story beats and the way things are going um there was a campaign where i knew we were only meeting once a week and i thought okay let's just level up everyone every single session or every other session uh, was the way I did it, and we didn't. We sort of ended around level fourteen, level sixteen, that area, right? Which is a very high level, you know, starting from level six, which gives you an indication of how many sessions we had, right? Um, ten sessions, I think, is maybe a little short, fairly average, um, but a lot of story was told in those ten sessions, and our players went from my players went from low level to high level fairly quickly. Um, we are. I'm currently playing another campaign still using milestone but in a very different manner where players level up maybe once every like six or seven sessions um which is much slower progression um 
the thing is, I knew we'd have time to actually get to a higher level um, because we were meeting bi-weekly, or I suppose twice a week because that t- phrase is kind of confusing. We were mo- um, meeting both on Wednesdays and Sundays, right? And so like leveling up would be once every couple of weeks. And we started the summer at, uh, well, even a little bit before the summer, we started around level six, I believe, or eight, one of those two. And uh, we are currently at level 12. So not as fast, but definitely a se- fairly serious progression. Yeah. Um, and and you guys are playing... And it's feelable. You guys, it's play, you guys have played together a lot, so it's easy for you as a DM to start people at a higher level. Um, mm. You know, but sometimes we're starting with newer players. Yeah. And even actually, you see this, with, I saw this at the table last week when I had, you know, a very experienced group of people all sitting there with a level 20 character fresh out of the gate that they've never really played before and straight into a fight with it there is a lot of looking through spell lists and flipping back Mm. and forth on character sheets and there's just a uh oh my goodness there's so much to get familiarized what can i do i've got a lot of options of things to do um how do i use them together how do i use it in conjunction with my friends powers what are their powers i don't even know their characters and you sort of feel suddenly like there's a there's this huge learning curve and to give that to a new really relative new player the higher up you start them the harder this game is and so in many ways level one is like the training level it's your it's your tutorial it's uh, i'd like to think of it as getting like used to the character in a way before you Sure. delve into creating a full fleshed out character but you think you're thinking like in level one or build or anything in level like one i need what 300 hp right hp uh, right, hp <laughs> XP. <laughs> xp i have 300 hp as a level one character um i don't in fact scary. i have probably a single digit three hp <laughs> worth of hit points i probably have three's bad i probably have less than no i'll have a max hit dice of it so the minimum should be around like six or seven right if i'm playing a barbarian and i've done both my constitution i might have 14 yeah 14 15 who knows yeah but that, that's the top end yeah um bottom end if i'm playing a squishy wizard i got six or seven yeah uh so so i gotta be really careful one hit can take me out and i'm just looking at like you know what what could a cr1 creature let's see uh animated armor right maybe you're in a haunted house fighting animated armor uh this thing um makes two attacks with plus four (laughs) and if it hits you it does five points of damage it's pretty scary which is terrifying if i have six hit points Mm. um so yeah that's you know, and I we're gonna have to do thirty three points of damage to this thing with an AC eighteen. Um, well, you, you know. save stuff, you know. But I digress. Uh, but my point is, like, that only gives you two hundred XP split between three of you. It's not even enough to level up. So or it's split like, between three of you. That's not even like that's like sixty HP. So we're gonna, you know, that's we have to go well up. You get we have to, to go up two. against a lot of these things in order before we're gonna find level two. Mm. Um, and so yeah, level one. If I don't know if you play it hardcore XP rules and you not get. Look, as a DM, you can give out as much XP as you want for as many different things as you want. Um, and there's a school of thought that kind of says, you know what, you should you should almost gamify this. You should almost tell your players in advance, give them almost a list of things that gain them experience points. And it doesn't just have to be combat. That's a usual perception is that only fighting gives me XP. But I think we've learned as we've played the game that combat is certainly not the only aspect 
of it. It's very sort of nuanced with how players progress through talking to people, get, like completing missions, which is a fairly obvious also source of XP. But usually we see, oh, you know, classic almost Pokemon style, defeat the monster, get the XP, move on, kill the next thing, right? Which almost encourages a murder hobo-iness. If you can almost well, this is just parlay it. with You're monsters or right. like, you know, if you can chat it out with them or resolve the conflict in a way that doesn't involve someone dying i'd almost give more xp or still grant the xp absolutely and i think you have to be you have to be upfront clear with your players that there's a lot of things that are going to give them xp um if you're going to go this way and it's important i think you know you recognize that for players advancement is a big thing moving their players their characters forward um is exciting and now, I mean, if if the you know the, those who designed Five E are right, you should be able to play three games and go from level one to level two. Mm. So if that encounter was sixty HP XP, and there's you picked up a few other things, so maybe you know ever got a hundred from that. Um, maybe there's a few other things happened that night. Uh, yeah, it's possible to go three hundred in three sessions no problem sure Maybe alternatively you run a game using milestone mm -hmm. which i find to be a little bit more maybe intuitive as a dm um, that gives you a little bit more control and understanding of how your players are progressing and when they will progress that sort of ties in with story moments or big moments where you know all right the players have done this they have gained new skills or killed a little mini boss or whatever uh if you want to gamify it still and should gain a level I generally sort of see this at the end of arcs where I'd like to level them up before well, moving on. It's a question a little bit in there as well. Like, okay, so this this character is gaining all these powers, right? How quickly are they doing this? Is this like, a couple days? Is couple this weeks? happening over a weekend? If they've gone from level one to level twenty, is it possible? Is why not? I mean, it could be depending what your story is, um, or is it one of a slower build? You want to develop the feeling of epic heroes develop over a long journey to save the kingdom mm. uh, or to maybe to save the whole plane of existence right working through all the different tiers sure of challenges uh you know those sorts of ideas or yeah do you just want to run a fast and furious thing where people are leveling up all the time with new challenges and being able to wheel out new features and do stuff um it really i don't know I don't know if the, anybody even plays like that, frankly. Like, I don't know how rapid you can actually play D&D &D without the thing kind of becoming not so fun for players. Mm. Like, I think as a player myself, I want to be a little hungry for getting the next level, right? I'm, I, I usually am already thinking, okay, you know, say when I get to level four, my ASI, I'm going to pick this. Anytime there's choices, you know, I'm where am I going to put it? You know, am I going to boost an ability score? Am I going to pick up a feat? Um, you know, or, or is there a chance for me to multi-class? At what point should I switch and grab another level of another class? And those sorts of things in my mind are, you know, maybe going on. And I'm hungry, if I've got a character like that, hungry to get my next level. Mm. Um, you know, and other ones, I don't know. Sometimes I think the, the story's going great that we're traveling along as a group. We have pretty good synergy. We know what each other's abilities and stuff are, and we work well as a group. Um, and yeah, I mean, gaining levels would be fun, but it not necessarily connected. Like, I don't know, maybe it's as a character, each, each character does, you know, 
whether I'm how hungry I am for progression. But I don't know. Do you find that you need progression in a story to like your character leveling up for you to want to stay involved in a campaign? Do you find your players need that? Um, I think it's certainly expected in a campaign. I I think players certainly expect some level of progression or change in their own levels. I mean, as a player, it's always exciting when I hear the the three words, you level up. Or I suppose that's four words. Yeah. Um, No, it is three words. What are they? Um, You level up. It's a nice thing to hear. And yeah, there's excitement. I'm like, okay, we all get to roll another hit dice. Yeah. Um, do Do you prefer rolling hit dice or do you prefer just taking the standard amount i've typically done standard amount for my current campaign but my upcoming one i'm starting players at level one yeah i know crazy crazy uh they are experienced players but i wanted them to like think small scale in terms of we're not live or we're not any danger settings so they're not likely to die uh in their adventures it's a magic school setting which is a little bit cliche but i want well, to i don't think it's that cliche given it. that strixhaven's coming out and sure, things. Sure. i think there's gonna be a lot of magic school starting up very Definitely. soon and so i've done a whole write-up um, i've done a a bit of like a, almost like a bit of a school website mock-up with yeah. you know certain and, houses and you can and, definitely and, retcon yeah. strixhaven stuff into it if there's stuff that comes out sure. of, of that setting that you like yeah and i've talked with my players about okay so when you're creating your character really think about Instead of like mechanics, think about role play. And I think first level gives people a bit more breathing room to not have to manage all these new spells that they've suddenly gotten, you know, and all these new features. And yeah. I mean, not everyone even has their subclass yet. You think about first level, only like, you know, warlocks, sorcerers, clerics, those kinds of characters in this setting have their subclass. I mean, of course, druids and wizards quickly catch up, but your bards are waiting until third level you know that's so much time 900 xp you know i'll never get there if we're using that system but i wanted to tell them that level up leveling up will be fast they look like the kid if you're doing a magic school they're like Mm. they're the kids who just don't seem to have any direction yeah they're They're just trying to figure themselves out a little bit are you sure you're a bard (laughs) you know maybe you might not be who knows three levels in see i told you i was a bard Right, yeah. Or like, what kind of like stuff are you into? You know, what do you want to do? Know, it's like, yeah. I don't know, I'm just exploring I'm myself, indes- man. I haven't decided on a major yet. Yeah, that's kind of wizards as well. Um, but I wanted to make it, like, make it clear that because they've gained the expectation that leveling up will be slow from my previous campaign, which took, you know, multiple sessions, full arcs, lots of things, killing several creatures before they'd ever level up. Where previously they'd expect, you know, once every session or once every big kill, they'd gain a level, right? Which is just not the way it ended up working. Um, in this campaign, I want to be like, okay, almost every session, if not every other session, we're going to be leveling up. So don't worry about optimizing everything at first level or, you know, ne- feeling like you're never going to reach high enough levels. I want us to go through this campaign leveling up fairly quickly as you are attending this high level magic school and, you know, you quickly gain knowledge and expertise you know reflective of your your education which of course sessions are far less documenting every moment and more like generally going through what's your day and in the few moments that you have of free time in your schedule what do you do like how do you meet as a collective and do you uncover mysteries at the school and all sorts of things like that get into a bit of trouble you know opportunities for players to meet and get together um and so is that going to still be milestone or are you going to you're going to put xp values against that sort of stuff i am i've never used xp maybe i have as a player but as a dm i've never used xp and in this campaign i will not use xp either i'll continue to use milestone um in terms of players achievements that's crazy man that's crazy 
<laughs> XP is the only way to play. Is it the only way? No, it's not true. Um, uh, but here's there's there is crazy things from back in the day though. I don't know if you you know that we used to have a we used to play that there was a a GP to XP conversion. <laughs> so all the gold pieces you could get your hands on converted into experience points. What? <laughs> it changes the whole like you know motivation for what kind of things you and so. The old dragon horde becomes like a legendary, the huge oh target God. that you're going after Damn. because of the the gold wow. in it. And the question, of course, then, because what do you buy? What do you spend all that gold on, right? Um, well, obviously, buying your own castle, clearly. Because <laughs> uh, you got, you know, not so much. You're going to have gold left over, but then you at least have some place to put that gold. Um, and then you can build traps and invite other adventurers to come and try and steal it from you. <laughs> and well, what? 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 <laughs> It's like we're becoming villains here. What's yeah, that, well, what's that's happened? if you either die killing the villain or live long enough to, to become, become the, the villain. villain. Sure, yeah. sure. And that's the one rule of D and D. You know, uh, no. Yeah. But I think by the time you make level twenty, motivation. you become you know, the right. The ways we level up change our motivations as characters. XP, depending on how you gain it as a source, encourages players to do things that seek XP, which can be helpful in shaping decision making if you want to encourage a more role play or whatever. If you can find out how to make that system work, but usually encourages more combat. I think a similar thing goes for gold, or the main priority certainly becomes gold, which is very much so a little bit more fantasy, greed-driven, adventuring for treasures and riches, right? Um, which I'm not a huge fan of in my adventures, but I think Milestone makes it more adventuring for the purpose of story and self-discovery and character growth, which is my favorite kind of progression in, in, a, in a game. I mean, yeah, it, it comes down to a lot of things, like... If you if you're gonna include downtime in your game as well, mm. right? Which I know you you do a lot of. Yeah, I do that quite frequently. Um, I think that there's an interesting idea even around the milestone stuff. You know, these players have fought and accomplished a lot. They've met up, uh, you know, against a, they've gone up against a big bad. Maybe they're sort of moving into that next tier of the game, and then you say, okay, well, you have a year of downtime, and you become level ten. Mm. and and it's interesting because then you sort of have these characters that are gaining age as well um or you could even have a bigger gap of time you could say five years goes by before the yeah, evil returns tough. even and then, giving my players a year was a huge thing you know yeah but it's the idea that maybe they for a while they were in retirement practically or they were running their own small stronghold or something like that and then you've got to pull the whole band back together and so you have the if you are of the sort of mind that Hey, I don't want I don't want these characters going from level one to level twenty in the space of a month. Well, that's your job as a DM to hand wave and make the timeline seem so that when because if you follow their adventures every single day, things are going to happen very quickly. Because a lot of time, maybe a day is a session, maybe a couple days if you hand wave long rests and travel times, like a week or so could be, you know your your time of play but like but between leveling up but suddenly it's like every week or every sure. couple of days we're leveling up where if you introduce more downtime suddenly longer stretches of you know we're sort of relaxing and if, or if you're playing hardcore or xp whatever, rules right? especially gritty realism that suddenly leveling yeah. up almost takes longer because taking a long rest takes a whole week well sometimes there's you know the, the, there's recommendations in here that say oh you should have six encounters per day 
or something like that, which Jeez. again is also crazy because I don't I run mean, that many accounts. Do I run into six things that are like um, life or death every to, day? To fight you know? a day or do something? I mean, something? I'm not an adventurer, but still, uh, it's a lot. And I can sort of see how some players would be really dead. I mean, some PCs characters would die on six per day because yeah. unless they're pretty easy. But then again, do I want that many easy fights? I don't know. But then by um, battle four, five, six, you've almost run out of everything now. Sure. And and maybe this is just it too. Like the a lot of the fights I run for my players are are considered deadly by the the various encounter building tools that are out there. Mm. And yet they survive them, usually. Um and and that gains them a lot of you know, if I was using the experience points, I'll like, gain them a lot. There's multipliers and stuff in there for having multiple things to fight and stuff. Um, but if they had to do six of those a day, they'd be dead for sure. You know, they're, they expend a lot of resources to, to get through those sort of deadly encounters. Mm. Um, but then what should I, I don't have enough time at the table with my players to run six weenie easy for them to do fights but they just walk straight through right um well maybe i do because it'd be like roll for initiative okay every roll and attack roll okay the thing is dead six seconds later that encounter's <laughs> over yeah um and then went on with whatever in the story but i don't know that i try to integrate my stuff a little bit more so that you know encounters we build towards fights we don't right. just you know surprise <laughs> More goblins in the bushes. Mm. Um, I don't know. XP is a funny one. I think if you start thinking about how to have to give it out, um, you have to come up with other ways besides just fights. There's no way that that yeah. works. And then, I don't know. The idea, uh, there's an idea in Adventures League that goes alongside XP, though, which is that you earn downtime days. Right. And then you can spend those downtime days doing the things that we've talked about in downtime and stuff. You earn that space. So it's an additional thing on top of earning experience points. You can be earning basically days, holidays, days <laughs> off, or days to basically boost your skill set. You can train, you can but then you things, think you can gain languages or proficiencies you know, or why what's what's this earning system? What does this mean? Why have why earned days off? You know, yeah. why can't we just well, this is, decide as a group to take a week off? In, in the Adventures know? League style setup ones, it's a lot of it and maybe this is also XP works best if you are one of the if you're like basically a lazy DM who wants to basically get his friends together and just improvise your sessions. Low prep you know simple like you don't overwork your story arc you just let the, the players kind of wander around you roll a lot of stuff on random encounter tables and you just you know wing it and you know what that can be fun D D. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that style uh and yeah and then players can really just you know grind away if you, if you can't show up and play one night well you don't earn xp that night you, you know you gotta show up and you know play to get paid and it's a different style. Like I think that one feel makes it almost feel like your D and D character is like a part time job or something. <laughs> True. Uh, whereas, yeah, I think you and I run run story based mm. a lot more. So it has everything to do with your participation in the story and as sort of story arcs reach conclusions. Does that mean we railroad? Do you feel like you railroad more that no, way? No, no. I, I think it, it's it's just a, a basic framework. You think, okay, here's the story beat I want to tell. 
I think we can level up once we complete these things or once I feel a similar amount of work is completed or a conclusion has been reached where we move on to something new, right? Or a new part of the story. Next sort of leg of the adventure. And I think that's almost a nice like measurement of it, which can be a little bit more adaptable. I mean, could take more sessions, less sessions, depending on how things go, you know? Um, I know you have an interesting rule in your Monday night games is it monday night mm -hmm. um where you level up on long rests and you don't it's not just like it happens at the end of session yeah you specifically have to take a rest before you can level up and it kind of makes sense in some ways it's, and i actually make my even in my players where we do milestones i generally award it upon a long rest i'm saying like when you take a long rest you will level up you know and it's kind of yeah it's kind of an opportunity then to for the the pcs to Perhaps they've got a dream or a vision in the night or something happens, you know, where they wake up, If you're, especially if you're gaining new powers, a little bit of like, well, where did that come from suddenly? Mm. Um, and maybe as a DM, again, you can talk it in a, a little bit to, you know, all the things they've been doing up to this point. They, you know, while hanging around the campfire, suddenly, you know, the penny drops and they're like, wait a second, I have, I have an idea for how I can... Even that's a little or goofy. whatever. I think another alternative, if you want to take that even a step further, is to only award the level up once players take a little bit of downtime. Yeah. To recover, recuperate, take their new experiences and fully homogenize them with their previous experiences to reflect this level up. It gives makes sense for wizards who suddenly learn two new spells to sure. have a little bit more time off, a little bit more knowledge experience to then find out two new spells, give them another go, and add them to their book, yeah. right? Um Alternatively, for warlocks, this downtime is them reconciling and, you know, their patron and discovering and, you know, you know, really getting used to their new powers almost um, with this new week or this development taking place in a little bit more time with this realization, you know, now that they've had a bit more experience, um, which I feel makes the most sense of the three options, which is either happens in instantaneously where suddenly Eureka moment two new pages instantly filled out with new spells idea for wizards or instantly oh my clerics i know all these new like 15 new spells i can choose in the instant which is convenient but a little it doesn't make a lot of sense you gotta kind of role play it to make be like slowly discovering it or getting used to new powers or you know quantifying it in some way um or be very video gamey and be like level up here's all the new stuff you get let's keep moving on you know you're just more powerful and I think 5e has a video gamey vibe to it. And in that's that actually, way. And yeah. it's okay. I mean, even long rests. If, the, if it's a game you want to kind of, if you kind of want to play Long rests then, yeah, are but... a reset for the characters. They sure. have them and they come back all at full strength. And yeah. some people in some settings, I know, we lament over whether that should be the case. Whether you should heal all the way up. Should you gain all your spell slots back? Well, I'm considering playing a style of gritty realism where throughout the week... They are only taking short rests between days. If they're not fully action-packed, it's not too much of a big deal. And then over a weekend or on a Friday night, they yeah. take a long rest. I mean, I think it depends. Like, <sighs> And make it more two days of rest rather but than it, just I one. I think, again, it, it advantages and disadvantages certain it, characters. It, it only fits for certain campaign especially styles. Especially spellcasters. Sure. You become very hesitant to use any spells because right. you're not going to get them back for a especially week. Especially low levels. You know, if we have lots of action going on and we can't take a week off, then uh, I may right. never get my spells back. And if you're playing a magic school, that probably isn't 
effective. But what about hit points? Separating hit points well, from magic recovery. Well, I think then we are assuming that things, plenty of things are happening every day, and we're following every moment of every day, yeah. which is certainly not the case. This is more of a taking snapshots in between greater parts of your life that don't need immense examination and documentation in which case most days you're not burning through your spell slots and mostly focusing on cantrip work learning more magic whatever right where in some instances of adventure between these moments magic may be expended and that's the way spell slots are viewed less is Mm. generally a system of how magic is whatever and more you expending force and dire moments to create magical effects much like the idea of skill checks you know you might not need a skill check in a moment where you have time where there's no urgency where in a moment that does need urgency or has some consequence there would require a role right same idea for spell slots sure that that's a, a one way to sort of you know change up the the long rest short rest sort of hmm. sort of phenomenon that doesn't um, dis- i think you know, for a lot yeah. of us though i mean a lot of the letting a uh, letting a character reset their abilities isn't the biggest issue on it it's the it's maybe the hit point sort of value because it makes you feel like well you're all fresh and breezy after you were just chomped on by a you know exactly a, a tarasque really um i think there's lots of ways to to say simply no you don't recover all your hit points no you don't recover all your hit dice and as you as a dm depending how gritty and how harsh you want to make that have the recovery something less than a hundred percent um i mean you only get half your hit dice back under current rules but you could make it a quarter you could make it one um and over time or if they keep taking like, a lot of damage or scaling thing like con modifier minimum sure. of one or proficiency bonus you know yeah. that way it's still scales but certainly a lot less than half of all of them per long rest sure. you know and maybe the you know the long rest you only recover 75 percent of your max hp which is what i or... like the idea of well 70 percentage gets a little tricky at well some point, yeah that would just round it down sure you make it more like short rests where during you only recover so many rolls of your hit dice you know remaining or maybe the ones that are remaining <laughs> you like recover some and then you gain an amount equal yeah. to x and, instead of and rolling, as a dm right? you can or whatever play around with however you want sure. to do that whatever system the idea is that then the the player comes out feeling a little bit like okay well i'm still pretty beat up i was badly hurt yesterday but i'm a little better now and i'm better and yeah then you can also decide well we'll burn a couple more spell slots on you to get you back up right. but then already the game is starting with the cleric down a couple spell slots um you know what i mean like Mm. there's 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 a trade-off you know again that's going to disadvantage the party later in the day to try and get you starting it and that i think that adds a little bit more of a realism if you want to you know kind of go that way with it as well um and yeah so then leveling up and getting those hit points is such a big deal um my favorite way for leveling up and getting hit points by the way uh the way we've been doing it on the the Monday night game, and I'm I'm a big fan of it because I've been doing really really well at it. <laughs> I say this now, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna roll double ones next time I do this. We roll, we roll basically hit points with advantage. Right? Okay. Do you re-roll so, ones and or not? Nope. Nope. You roll right. two of whatever your hit dice is for a barbarian. That's two d twelve. And I've had several occasions. She's level seven now. Um, almost every occasion actually has been above the seven that she would have gotten for a standard um right. and there's been a couple of 11s and 12s in there as well that's she's, a fun thing to have as a barbarian she's such a, 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 a totally hp'd up um barbarian mm. it's super fun and actually you know what i i don't think the dm 
broke the game by doing it this way. I think his the averages on it probably come out. I know like now she's winning, but like I think it's that's just been really good luck more than anything. Again, it's very easy to roll two ones. It's it can happen. Um, so, uh, but I like that system better than the than anything I've ever seen. Um, and I think you know highly recommend that one because there's still a level of chance to it. There's still a level of you know, every time you level up, there's a, there's this lottery now. There's this chance of like, come on, baby, that little gambling <laughs> moment. Yeah. Uh, rather than just, okay, well, here's my seven and I move on. True. Uh, these are part of the things I think when people say you get to level up that are exciting. Yeah. The hit dice in particular are, are huge. It's a little scary. You know? It is. Because if you only, if you do get a one. Uh, it's a little. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter that much. I mean, like you were surviving. Still. With the, you know, this, true, that number but of hit if points, more but. dangerous monsters are to approach and you've only got one more hit point to boot sure it's a little scary i mean con modifier obviously plays a role but, as well but still you know yeah rolling with advantages it does help. an interesting way to do it, it I, I know critical role they just roll re-roll re their hit ones. die re-roll ones but the two is crushing yeah <laughs> it's like you bleh. can still you can still roll a one and two on advantage these things can happen but it's true uh it is nice when you've got that sort of extra variety sort yeah. of going on so anyways, if you've stuck with us this long, you have come to the conclusion that the best way to do leveling up is, is your way. Your way, sure. Yeah. I'd say Milestone as my personal favorite. It, that is my way if I were to give a suggestion. I, I think, think somebody out there so could great, be you know? very careful about how they hand out XP for all sorts of minutiae things, making sure that the players know that solving puzzles is a big thing for getting uh, XP or, you know, converting gold into charitable actions is a big thing. I don't know. You can come up with whatever crazy set of rules you want that encourages particular behavior. Um, you you and I come up with all sorts of ways in our game to encourage behavior as well that doesn't use the carrot of mm. XP for that. But some some tables, you might find your players react really well to that setup. Um some people just really are motivated by by making bank. Yeah. Um, other players are, like I said, much more excited about the RP opportunities. Yeah. And you and, might want to switch up the way you do it every like in, in different campaigns you run. You, yeah. Like I like I do in the campaign I'm currently running. I'm again like I said, leveling up very long periods of time. But this new one coming up, I'm planning to just go boom, 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 level up, level up, level up. You know, until we get to a certain point. It's really dependent on. The type of campaign, the like, how intensive you are. Are you going with the day-to-day -day minutia following the adventures of the party? Are are there greater stretches of downtime? You know, these are all things to consider when leveling up your party. You know, mm. what does leveling up mean? You know, do we roll hit dice? You know, are we taking? Are we like waiting until long rests or downtime to do this thing? You know, I think it's all things to consider as a part of the game you run. And I hope that this has given you a little bit of insight. Question: Where can you find? What experience point means what level up in the game? Like, where do we find this information? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's I, in your player's handbook. Of course. Where else would it be? On D&D Beyond. Uh, if uh, you go on the player's handbook, in the first chapter, step-by-step -step characters, the final step uh, talks about Beyond First Level. I'll even give you the page number from... Book. If you got the book, D&D Beyond, click on Chapter 1, Step-by-Step -step Characters, after clicking on the player's handbook. I'm sure it might be in Basic Rules as well. Uh, go at the very end it says beyond first level scroll down until you is it, get is it to, before we get to the uh, tiers of play the races uh it's way after that it's the, it's the final part of chapter one uh, races is chapter two 
So yes, right oh, at the very it? end. Oh, page, I mean, choose a race. I, I yeah, thought that's what you were talking page about. Page 15, character advancement. talks about tiers of play, and we've mentioned mm-hmm. this a little bit as well. Um, for those of you out there maybe not familiar with it, first tier, characters are apprentice adventurers. They are learning the features that define them. Second tier, characters come into their own. Spellcasters gain access to third level spells at this tier, crossing a new threshold of magical power. At this tier, many weapon using classes gain their ability to make multiple attacks. These characters have become important. Important. Isn't that nice <laughs> to me? Facing the dangers that threaten cities and kingdoms. The third tier, well, these mighty adventurers often confront threats to the whole region or continents. And at the fourth tier, tier which is level 17 to 20 and let's face it very few of us play characters or run campaigns at this level um and for good reason because the fate of the world or even the fundamental order of the multiverse hangs in the balance during their adventures and it is a tougher story to tell uh we even see the mighty matt mercer at some point just kind of go okay guys there's only so much cosmic battle we're going to do, and then we're just going to call this game, and we're going to start they, over. Honestly, the the world might have hung in that battle, for oh, all they, we know. I mean, the, the, again, the multiverse. They, the multiverse. There there was, you know, the when you have new gods coming into power, uh, and you're there to stop them, hmm. you know, that's a thing. That's a, that's a pretty high-level thing that you're de- yeah. doing. Uh, you know, you're a long ways from fighting off those goblins. True. All right, folks, thanks for joining this week as we talked a little bit about levels, leveling up, XP, and the way we grow as people, perhaps. As characters, yes, we are. It's character growth. That's really what matters. It's, it's not so much it's what level story, you get to, you know? but it's the, it's the friends you make along the way. That was the real XP all along. That was the real XP. All right. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.